You're listening to The Three Peat Podcast with CD, Meech and Chris. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the 3P Podcast. My name is Demetrius Zamaris. You might know me as Meech. Today, I'm joined by two of my good pals, Christopher Hargrove. Chris, how's it going, buddy? What's poppin', player? <laughs> good to see you. I appreciate you calling me a player, man. Hey, I respect oh the game. God. And of course, the hater himself, CD. Chris Davis, how you doing, buddy? What's up, player? What, you think this is a game? <laughs> you think this is a game? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, obviously, it's been um, two weeks since we've seen you. Two weeks since we've all seen each other because yeah. you guys didn't do a podcast last week for whatever reason. Uh, you see, he's got bigger and better things. He's, uh, he's, he's too planning. good for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I had Wednesday off. All right. Well, obviously, I missed the show because I was in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine um, for work, obviously, which was an interesting experience. Um I mean, I don't know where to start, really. If you guys have any questions, I guess I could field those. I was definitely trying to look out for you because you would, like, snap pics of, like, you, like, in the seats. And I was like, where's my boy? Because there's not that many people there. So no, that's that's one of my questions. The public cannot go. No, yeah. media can't even get into the stadium. Really? Other than ESPN and NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Like, regular journalists, like, people that write for team sites, they can only go to the media-sanctioned, like, uh, press conferences. And I oh. think the... Um, Maybe the bench press, but um, yeah, all the on-field stuff is only accessible to like scouts and people with um, like whatever credential level I had. That's badass. You're kind of a big deal. You're walking yeah, around not, with a big not, shot. Not at all. Like literally everywhere I walked, like people were like, "Where did like looking at me like I didn't belong?" Because I was kind of just like walking around like in awe. Like, yeah. Holy fuck! I'm at the combine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so you should have walked mean, around like your freaking Ferris like Bueller. I, yeah. Thinking like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. So. so we know you all went and we know that you didn't go as like a casual fan. So, I mean, why were you there in the first place? Um, so what I do for work, like the company I work for is employed by certain NFL teams uh, to administer um, the psychological tests that we have um, to every athlete that's at the combine. Um, I think last year we ended up, we had tested 99% of all the players that got drafted. Um, How does someone not get tested? Where's that 1%? They like slip through the cracks. Like, so what happens is we get sent out, um, like me or my bosses, like any of us would be at the senior bowl, the East West shrine game and the combine. Um, And so we test all the players at all of those. So guys that we got at the East West game or the senior bowl, I didn't get to meet like personally. Um, But so like, basically there's, a whole wing of the hotel that the players stay at while they're in Indianapolis that's dedicated to psychological testing because a bunch of teams employ a bunch of different people to do it. I think um, I think one of the things I saw, like there were seven psychological tests these guys had to take. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how much you can get into it because obviously a lot of this stuff is, you know, classified information. But, <laughs> right. I mean, what when you say psychological testing, is it, it's just like our like I can only speak for ours because I don't know what everyone else's psychological test is, but ours is more like personality and how you fit into an organization, and um, how a coach can best reach you based off your like personality type, and it, it measures other shit like like it, like the whole tagline is you know making the intangibles tangible, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like it measures your mental toughness, it measures your grit, like all that kind of stuff. So is this distributed to all of the teams after the the players? They are done they testing? have like accounts where they they have access to like the database of okay, the players gotcha. that we've tested, and they can go back like as far as I think they've been doing this like electronically since like 2012. So like you can go all the way back in the database and and like pull players from then too. Do you think that any of them were dumb enough to Christmas tree? Um, it's actually got safeguards against people Christmas treeing. Oh, so, like, nice. if you Christmas tree it, 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 like, shows up, like, hey, this guy Christmas treed the test. Like, because this combination of answers is, like, impossible to come across, like, a regular, like, a, a rational, like, sane human being. Like, because... <laughs> I feel like it's a job interview, there, so it's a little different. It's like, there's, like, there's, there's there's like yo, I'm Matt. I'm crazy. Like, and this test, like the test that we offer, is free for anyone to take, and like you can see like lists of our clients online. So it's not like I'm like hiding any information. But like, if you want to go take the test, it's free for people to take the test and get their own like athlete type, which is like the name of the company and stuff. And 
there's one part in particular where um, you guys know the Stroop test where it says like a color, like say like it'll say red, but it'll be written in green text. Yeah, yeah. And you have to pick out what the what what the word is, mm-hmm. not what the color is. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 like measures a certain like speed or concentration. And um, there's like before you do it, it goes through like three practice runs where it's like, um, all right, cl- click it, like make sure you get the gist of it. And if guys go through that and like are just like bullshitting it, it flags it and it just skips that entire section for them. So is there anybody like in the database, like are that you're allowed to say this gotten the highest on that? On that score specifically, yeah. I, I don't I don't know off the top yeah. of my head. The like it scored on like a zero to ninety nine, mm-hmm. and there was a guy who scored a ninety nine this year. Sheesh. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have. It's it's not an intelligence <laughs> test. So know, that's the thing. Like a lot of people get that confused mm-hmm. because they have the wonderlick already at, yeah. at the NFL for for um, intelligence. I mean, Psycho- that's, that's even a little bit more than intelligence. Who got, I mean, who got the highest in the wonderlick this year? Uh, I don't know. That hasn't come out yet. Not that I know of. I haven't seen any information on that. Usually, don't usually that, that information doesn't come out. Any- yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless the player themselves do it. Like I think, like Ryan uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick said his, and you know, like the people that go to Harvard. And somehow, like if somebody, it, so. like if a quarterback scores low, that always gets out somehow because people are trying to make Did, news about it. Was it Jameis? One of the quarterbacks, or maybe it was um, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus didn't he Russell's- just fucking bomb it? I don't remember if he bombed it, but I remember it being a problem, like his score. I th- yeah, I think he like just ruined it. But yeah, but he could throw the ball eighty yards on his knees, dude. The guy was a mountain. So could Xavier Lee? Basically, you know throwing his it name on is? his knees. That's why he never played again. Xavier Lee could throw it. Was that a seventy yards? Never mind. Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it was cool. Um. Question. Guess, yeah. Go ahead. Top ten people you saw that were like, Ooh. holy crap. Like players, like players. cool, like like guys that were cool with me, or like guys that. No, I players was, that like you you saw you on were like, TV oh, watching every Saturday that you're like, holy so crap. So obviously seeing Kyler Murray was kind of cool. Um, seeing Haskins was really awesome. Um, Anybody that you, you had a list of guys too that like you know were bigger. Than, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. like not, not to be like weird mm-hmm. he is a very very handsome young man yeah. dude like and he's like built like a greek statue bro like he's literally like shredded but that and doesn't matter because he's a maca guy so yeah exactly but when i met him i was like i was literally like yo like sup you look like an nfl play like you know what i mean like if you saw Mitch was like no because there was i'm a, in room 142 <laughs> <laughs> no but like that's the thing like you know the sliders um, are all the way i'm up. trying to think uh dexter lawrence from oh, clemson Oh, he's a good looking He's guy. a mountain, dude. He's a legitimate. Like, he looks like I can't even imagine trying to block him or, like, do anything around it. Because he's, like, tall, but he's wide as fuck. Yeah. Like, he looked like a legitimate Mack truck. So, what about the guy that everybody was talking about, DK Metcalf? Did you see him? Yeah, he came in the first night, actually. And um, so, everybody got, like, when you get there as a player, uh, they just give you, like, literally, like, a month's worth of Under Armour shit to wear. Like, it, and like, yeah, and it's all like customized with your name and like whatever number you're wearing at the combine. So these dudes, like everyone I saw was wearing, like if, and if you're not wearing Under Armour, like if any of the people see you, they pull you aside and give you Under Armour shit to put on over wow. the stuff that you're wearing. Because I, like that's how like tight the Under Armour sponsorship is. Yeah. But I think this year was the last year that they have the sponsorship like locked in. Ooh. And, and like I was asking like my bosses if they thought it was weird. Isn't it weird that the combine is all Under Armour stuff, but all the game apparel is Nike. Nike? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess I mean, they were locked into a contract, you get, but you it's, get like, with it's, who you can get with. Kind yeah. of thing. It's just like with football, you know, being on. You NBC, just take whoever Fox. the highest bidder is. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um. So, I mean, that was kind of interesting, too. Like, everyone's wearing Under Armour. But, so, a lot of the players, because it was cold as, as right. shit there in Indianapolis. Like, so a lot of the players were wearing, like, windbreakers and hoodies and stuff. And the first night, Metcalf came in wearing a windbreaker. And, like, not even bullshitting, bro. He looked like he was going to rip through the, um, like, the specifically the arm part of the windbreaker. Like, he, he otherwise, he was, like, a pretty, like, just... Not averagely built guy, but like just, just like be like, can you just pull your shirt up like to just here? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, can you say jaguars? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, chill. Can you say Duval? <laughs> um, no, that's awesome though. I mean, I, I'm personally super jealous. I mean, I, I think we've all fun. been around like 
yeah. sporting events and seen like famous people. But I mean, definitely, I mean, combine, even though it's not like accessible to the public, is always just something that I've always wanted Bro, to. I would love to, to go to one way or another. I'm trying to scroll up to see the message I exactly sent to CD because there's some cool stuff I, I could talk about from there if I can find it. Adam Schefter, did you see his? I did ass? miss. I did see Adam Schefter. She said, "Stick to football." <laughs> Well, did you see he's gotten a lot of backlash about uh, saying that there was a bigger name in the report in Jupiter and no bigger name ever yeah. came out about Kraft and people are like, um, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's bad journalism. Yeah, but how often is is he wrong? I mean... Right, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like... It's it's still a possibility. Unless it's a bigger name. But yeah, name we just haven't like, heard anything yet. I, I did, I almost forgot about that. So big that they had to cover it up. I don't know. I mean, down in Miami, you would think. Well, I guess not. Robert uh, Robert Kraft's up in New England, so I mean, or in, crazy, in Massachusetts. Man. But no, man. I mean, that's super awesome. The, the combine and the draft are probably two of the biggest NFL sporting events that I wanted to go to. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl I think would be super cool for all of yeah. us, especially if your team's playing. But just on a personal level, I mean, I remember late middle school early high school literally just like spending so much time watching the combine and then nowadays like i watch it and i'm just like wow a lot of this shit is just fucking useless or boring and Bruh, you know, this I doesn't even matter junk. like i remember um i read a book we had to read a book you, you might have read it uh for journalism it was a uh, guarding sing sing i think it was mm-hmm. it was a tech it was a tech conover book he was Sounds a journalist really familiar. and he had to he, he became a co just to like infiltrate this the big the, the greatest like prison okay. in like new york like I'd like to do some junk where like I become like a a, a scout or some junk, <laughs> and just just to infiltrate like combines. And it I'm just like of, there. It is kind of a weird experience because it's like almost like they're like herding these guys around like sheep, bro. Because like like I said, there's seven psychological tests that they have to take, and that's separate from all the informal interviews they have, bro. There's literally like so in the hotel that like a lot of the testing gets like not like physical testing but a lot of like the interviews and like our kind of testing and the wonder like in that hotel where it gets done down the hall from where we're at is the big like dining room area where they had the informal interviews and it was literally like speed dating where like a a prospect would sit at a table across from a scout and they could meet for five or ten minutes or something like that and then they would blow a big air horn and all of the prospects would get up and just move over one chair that's insane. Yeah, it was literally it's a mixture crazy. of like a job interview and speed dating and like that's uh, And that's why like I'm always so surprised when people are like, "Oh, Mr. well the Universe, guy was that's what I was looking for." The guy was like touchy in interviews or he started getting defensive about like certain questions the media was asking him and stuff. It's like because they've been they've just been getting poked and prodded yeah. at like the entire week. The whole entire week. I um I followed It Trevor's. almost felt gross like towards the end. I was literally like, "Dude, I don't like, I don't feel comfortable with this, in, in, in a sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's weird. I follow Trevor Sikama. I don't know if you know yeah, who that yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, so he's, like, the Bucks basically beat writer for, like, the Yo, That question he asked Kyler Murray was hilarious. That's, like, he was on Twitter. He's like, all right, guys, what should I ask Kyler Murray? He's like, if I get a 1,000 retweets, I'll ask him what else yeah. he'll do if he wasn't playing professional football. Which, like, the obvious funny answer is I would be playing, playing baseball. baseball. right. And Kyler Murray did not like that question. No. It didn't seem like. No. And I've, I've heard he's a, he's a tough interview, but um, <laughs> that's... Um, so I found the, the message I sent to CD. Um, so this was just off the first night. Um, I sent him a list of guys that had the most sauce that I met, just like natural, like coolness. I will say the coolest, like just naturally, like coolest guy. Like he walks in the room, you're like, oh shit, that guy's cool. Was uh, Greedy Williams. Mm. Ooh, yeah, Greedy, I can see that. Yeah, and it's like I feel like you need that as a DB. Corners, mm-hmm. the corners that they have swag, are, but like he wasn't even like you know he wasn't even like dressed up I, like that. He didn't have like a lot of swag, but like he was just like he was just like the way he carried himself. I would cool. say in my we're opinion, not gonna draft him. I would say in my opinion, all the guys in the his outside, draft stock is falling from what it seems. The guys like. on the outside are probably the most drippiest. What was as as what was crazy to me was how big a lot of the receivers were. Um, Hakeem Butler from Iowa yeah. State was massive. He was, dude. He was working he was out bigger. with Calvin Johnson too. He was, yeah, and he actually looked really good catching. Um, Kelvin Harmon from NC State, um, he was massive. Uh, Nikhil Harry was like he was shorter than I thought he was, but he was like bigger, like muscle wise, bigger than I thought he would be. Um, some of those like receivers were bigger than some of the tight ends I saw. Jeez, that's why I think I forget. And a lot of the running that. backs are short. I didn't like. I knew they weren't like yeah. tall, like wide receivers, but like. Maurice Jones Drew. 
Yeah, well, Maurice Jones-Drew is like very short, but I was just like, I was just, it, it's funny because it was like the receivers would come in and then a group of running backs would come in and it would be like, wow, like you guys are short. Yeah. But it's like, they're still like big for yeah. average humans. That's crazy. So of like the personalities, who would you say the top five personalities were that you saw there? Number one, coolest guy we met was Albert Huggins, the backup defensive lineman from Clemson mm-hmm. who played for, uh, was it? Dexter Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence during the, yep. he was honestly like one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life but like just as like a cool like dude to hang out with like he was just like cause like I said like a lot of guys were upset like oh man this is the fifth psychological test I've taken since I've been here I just got done interviewing with these scouts over here now I gotta come take this 35 40 minute test like I'm in a bad mood like I'm just not gonna talk to the guys check Albert like Stopped, had a conversation with all of us, like talked to us, like asked us how we were doing. Um, That's and then cool. he like told, like he was just had a lot of like really like cool personality. And then I looked up and saw that they have him ranked as like a uh, NFL backup. But I'm gonna be like, I want him to be on the Jacks. <laughs> I don't care how it has to happen. But it's I cool feel, that you have someone like that down to earth because for all like the divas that you have, right? And especially like, like considering where he came from, and you can kind of see that in like. He was at Clemson for four years. He was a five-star recruit that served as a backup his entire time at Clemson and then finally gets the chance those last two games and, you know, helps them win a national championship. It's not like they directly won because of him, but he played a part in it, and, like, that's just cool. Like, you could tell from the way he acted, like, towards other people that that's the kind of guy he is, you know? That's really cool. Um, Some other nice people I met, TJ Hawkinson, that white tight end from – I watched from, it uh, on the 40. The one that's like from, from pro- Iowa. Isn't he yes. projected to be like top 10? Yeah, everyone's saying like he's like, you know, he's like the most balanced tight end to like come out in recent years. Lions are going to start drafting. Watch. Well, you never know. Um, Pettigrew, like we, those type of guys. Uh, Ebron, like, oh, you're big and you can <laughs> Well, catch. and now they have Patricia, so he's got to look for a grunk apparent. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Paris Campbell was really nice, the kid from Ohio State. Ohio State. He did well. He too. also had a lot yeah. of like just natural like kind of sauce nice. to him. Um, I mentioned Greedy Williams. He was very nice to us. Uh, Tristan Hill from UCF. Had a hell I, of a combine. Yeah. He, and I, he really yeah, showed yeah, out. He really he showed off. out at the combine. And he was, you know, he saw my UCF stuff and was like, hey, man, go Knights. And I was like, let's go. Hey. And we talked for a little bit. Um, I didn't know he was in a fraternity while he was at UCF. I didn't know they did that. Did you ever interview him while he was, or like, no, I don't come in contact so. with him? Yeah, he's he was really cool. Like, whenever we had to interview him on Mondays, he was super down to earth. So, um. Jalen Hurd, the guy that was at Baylor and Tennessee, you guys know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He was really nice. I, which was like, it was kind of um, eye-opening to see him be so nice because I've roasted him a fair amount on Twitter uh, back in back when, <laughs> back in my savage Twitter days. So like, you know, um, that was kind of interesting. Um, Riley Ridley from Georgia was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, his real name is Caven. Caven? Isn't that weird? So he's Caven Ridley, and his brother is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, it's interesting. He, it's good that he has. So it goes by Riley. Yeah, that's better. All right. Right. I, I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, Isaac Nada, the t- tight end from Georgia, was re- like a lot of the guys from Georgia were actually really, really cool. Um, Jonah Williams, the offensive lineman from Alabama, was very nice to me. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, but you know, those are all. Um, and then, like, when I met media personalities, like Willie McGinnis was very nice. Uh, Joe Clapp from Fox Sports. What did was you really say nice. to Willie McGinnis? I was just like, um, I could, okay, so this was my conversation with Joe Clapp. I was walking back, like, this is my last time, like, walking away from the stadium. I'm walking to go, like, catch my lift and go to the airport. And so I have my suitcase, and I'm w- with my boss, who also has his suitcase, and we're, like, walking out of the hotel. And I, like, to my left, I'm, like, because it's, like, the, like, the, I'm getting, like, the side profile of his face. But I'm, like, yo, that's Joe Clapp. Like, I'm almost positive. So, like, as he was about to, like, branch off and walk away, I was like, uh, excuse me, sir. And he turned around. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, are you Joe Clyde? And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, oh, wow. It's really nice to meet you. And he goes, you know what? What's your name? I'm like, Dimitri. He goes, Dimitri, it's really nice to meet you, too. And he shook my hand. That's And then cool. we, like. Gotta get the picture. That's I, cool. Like, I didn't want to stop him because he looked like he was trying to go somewhere, too. He stopped to ask for your name, though. That was yeah, my, I know. That was your I should have asked him for the picture. I did that with Warwick Dunn one time. I ran into him at an airport. Um, but then I also spoke. Yeah. He's super down to earth and super <laughs> in cool. In the stadium, I um, kind of, I guess you could say, talked to Lewis Riddick. Um, so this was the first day I walked to the stadium. <laughs> well, because I, walk, like, I walked to the stadium. 
I had to pee very, very badly. Oh, so I walked like into the stadium, showed him my credentials, and immediately made a beeline for the restroom. And so like as I'm walking into the restroom, like, you know, my head's down, I'm not really paying attention. And it's like one of those sharp corner situations. And as I turn the corner, I bump into somebody, like bump shoulders with him. Oh, he's wearing cool. a really, really nice suit. <laughs> and he like and he's like he was still like tucking his shirt into his pants, but he's just walking out of the uh, out of the bathroom. Louis was ready to just drop that deuce. But, but, so, but so, like, I didn't... I, you like, me? But so I didn't, like, I didn't even really think about it. I walked past him. I said, oh, excuse me. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. No problem. And then, like, I'm, like, going to the urinal to, like, pee. And then I'm, like, stop and turn around. I'm, like, fuck. That was Louis Riddick. So I stop. I'm, like... And, and then I'm, like, I'm, like... Sh- I'm, like, legitimately... No, I'm, like, legitimately stopped and turned around. And, like, it's almost like he just... Stop. Stop. <laughs> No, 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 no. Hey, man, he's over here whizzing on. He's wearing no, 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 no. Like going no, south no. And, and so, <laughs> and so I'm stopped. I'm stopped and I'm turned around and he turns back around. And he goes, he like looks at me and he smiles. He goes, it's all good. And then just, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like the, uh, what's the Steelers uh, thing where he throws the tops to kid? Mean Joe Green. Oh, mean yeah. Joe Green. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Mean Joe. It's like a media version of that. He's like, <laughs> It's all good. Family, di- family Guy does a skit where, like, Stewie's trying to get somebody's attention. I could just see, like, me. He's like, Lewis! Lewis, Riddick! Lewis! And then, like, Lewis, turns around. Lewis! 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 Lewis. But so, um, so that was my interaction with Lewis Riddick. And then um, Willie McGinnis was just sitting up against the railing, and I just walked over oh, to him. Oh, he was posted up? Yeah. He was so, talking to really? some other guys, so. so I, like, I like went over to the railing. Because he was, like, leaned back on the railing talking to two guys next to him. And so I went on the railing in front of him and just kind of leaned over and waited for his conversation to end. And then when he was done, I was just like, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Dimitri. And he's like, hi, I'm Willie McGinnis. I'm like, yeah, I kind of know who you are. <laughs> That's pretty, I'm actually really proud that, I mean, like, that takes a lot to get up and... And so, like... We like, you're a fucking dude, nobody. Like, nobody massive. knows who you are. Yeah. Like, but, like, he's still tall, but he's lost a lot of, like, playing weight, obviously. But his hands were still gigantic. Um, so I, and then I talked to Bucky Brooks too. Right. I say the, the, the most nervous I think I was like, uh, like before I was like doing like, did like, in, I wish NBA I would have said more to Lewis Riddick. That's like the, Bro, one yeah, that was like, that was your one. But like, I remember it was funny though. Cause I was Snapchatting Kyle, like on my way to the stadium and Kyle's like, yo, if you see Lewis Riddick, say what's up for me. Dang. And literally the first person I run into is Lewis Riddick. It was crazy. Yeah, I remember, I think it was the first year, like, I started covering UCF, and I remember, like, obviously, I'm from Detroit, so, like, I was a big Pistons fan. This is Larry Brown's, like, second year at SMU, and I was like, holy, this is, like, wet, wet behind the ears, like, first, like, time, like, doing any covering, any media day, and freaking Larry freaking Brown is over there, and I'm like, holy freaking crap, and everybody's (laughs) over there, and I won't ever forget, because I was like, um, I asked him a question, and, you know, he was like, oh, it's a good question, whatever. And then he went by himself. And I'm, like, texting my dad, like, live live tweeting, basically, like, what's going on. And he's like, yo, you got to go in there. Where I was like, I was like, bro, F it, YOLO. And I asked him a question, but it was, like, a Pistons-type-centered question. Like, yeah. Hey. And he was like, what? And we talked for literally, like, over an hour. I still have the audio from it. That's dope. And I was like, yo, can you get a picture? He was like, yeah. He was like, Larry Brown was, like, the nicest, like, ever. It's always cool when you meet people like that and they're, like, cool with you and they're bro. not, like, assholes yeah you know exactly because I mean? yeah. you it can happen and it destroys you You're like never meet your heroes so yeah. that, that's interesting that you say that because so last year apparently while they were doing the testing on the athletes like it's very rare that the like tablets that we give them like mess up because it's like it's literally designed to get them in and get them out as quickly as possible mm-hmm. but apparently like last year um baker was taking it mm-hmm. and his his kindle like just died on him twice and he was like the only person that ever happened to. And apparently he was just super chill about it. He's like, yeah, man, like no worries. I'm sure this happens all the time. Like, and my bosses were just like, wow, that's a really nice guy. Like some of my bosses don't watch sports, which mm-hmm. is weird considering the context we work in. But um, they keep uh, personalized so, no, separate so, from business. So, like, Baker Wait, what, what, what's your name? Baker LeBron. Like, uh, but listen, so Baker walks out and then like my bosses were like, wow, he's a really nice guy. And one of them goes, dude, that's the fucking Heisman Trophy winner. And they're like, what is that? And Dear so, God! Yeah, so <laughs> boy, you gotta leave. God, but like, I'm, I'm. It was honestly a great experience. So that's, that's awesome, man. No, I mean, you were texting us, you know, every now and then. Yeah, um, I was trying. I was it, trying to give y'all as many updates as possible, and it looked really cool. So what super was, jealous. One of the coolest experiences was um, on the last day we were there. I got to go watch the f- receivers run forties, mm-hmm. and then I got to watch the receivers and quarterback drills. 
which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're ever going to watch the combine, that's definitely yeah. something you want to watch. Dude, seeing them do the gauntlet where they catch the two passes and then run straight down the 40-yard line and catch, like, passes from all the quarterbacks, that was that was crazy. Because, like, I've always been like, wow, I want to try that. After seeing it, I don't want to try it. <laughs> Those quarterbacks are throwing it so hard. Yeah, those guys. yeah, no way. That's crazy. All right, let's uh, tra- transition now. That actually took us about 30 minutes. That's so, crazy, boy. Um, let's, uh, we you wanted to do again? an over-unders episode again. Um, kind of off the one episode. We, we did an over-under episode before, right? I feel like we have, yeah. All right, this one is much better prepared than last time. Um, you think it's a game? We do think this is a game. We're going to start. I have eight NFL over-unders for us to discuss and then we will transition to five NBA and then five MLB and we'll be out of here. Okay. Does that sound good to you guys? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's do it. CD, does that sound good to you? It sounds You're good just to making me. DMX ad libs over there. I don't know. You think it's okay? Alright. Oh. Alright, so let's start off since we just got done talking about the combine. I have over under for three. Uh, and that's three quarterbacks selected in the first year of this year's NFL draft. Um, Murray and Haskins both feel like they could be locks. Um, no pun intended, um, but also there's Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, any of those other guys. Do you think they could find themselves in the first round? And just for reference, last year there was five quarterbacks taken in the first round. So, Chris, we'll start with you. Do you think over or under three quarterbacks in the first round? I'm going to say even at three. Uh, I can't do even. Oh, over come or on. Over or under? All right. Uh, I'm going to go under then. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go two just because if you look at the landscape of the NFL – it's not the same as it was last year where there were a lot of teams that needed quarterbacks. Like you just mentioned, five taken in the first round. You don't see that at that even at the top of the draft now. You know, let's go through it. Um, technically, Arizona has a quarterback. Technically, yeah, Oakland has a quarterback. For now. So, but even who, if they traded them, that would patch up two other teams. Absolutely. So, so who are the teams that need quarterbacks in the Jags? The Jags. Not, Jags. Until, not, not well. Not until next week when we. See I don't hear Nick that crap. Foles Nick Foles is your quarterback. I don't hear we'll that get crap. to that later. We'll You're probably thinking later. Miami. Miami. Um, Cincinnati, Denver. maybe Denver. Well, Denver just signed Joe Flacco. Yeah, but they, they, there was a report that all intentions for Denver is to draft a quarterback with the first round. I don't know. The first I round? don't know. They didn't say the first round pick, but like they said, first three rounds are definitely going to take a quarterback. How well, does Carolina I'm, feel about uh, Cam? I, not enough to take a quarterback in the first round, which is what this I think question bring is. In Tyron, I've but, seen crazier yeah. things. So, yeah, I'm going to go under. I just don't see the need for quarterbacks, and especially how strong the defensive linemen uh, class is for this draft. question about that later on. Yeah, no, I don't see any more than two quarterbacks going, and that's going to be Haskins and Murray. Okay, what about you, CD? Over. Easy. You think it'll be three or four? Four. Four? Because you got people... And so, just so I'm clear, you have... Haskins, Murray, Haskins, Locke. Murray, Locke, and I'm going to say fourth? Jones because everybody's on his meat. Um, he actually didn't look so bad at the, in the drills that I saw personally. Yeah, I just, every time I look up, it's like, oh, you know, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. There he is again, Daniel Jones. And you're just like, oh, Daniel Jones. All right. I guess we're doing this with somebody. I, I guess we are. Cause they overcompli- he feels like a very Redskins pig, doesn't he? Redskins need a quarterback yeah. bad. They need a few. Smith all that money, and he's not going to be playing. You got Colt McCoy. He's not going to be playing. He's not going to be playing. You need a quarterback. Yeah, because right now they're sitting with Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson. Yeah, but Josh Johnson isn't even with them anymore. No, Colt McCoy. They said should be able to play next one next year. That's what I heard. Because he only broke his leg. Alex Smith like tore every ligament in his knee. And then like Cardinals, they're going to take. I think they're going to take Kyler Murray. Like they're freaking. That's feeling more and more likely, right? Especially if it's for a freaking third round pick for Josh. Well, we're going to get back. We're going to get to that next, actually. But for sure, and then obviously, I think the Jags. I think if Haskin come comes off, it changes everything the Jags do. I think the, I think they still like. You're not going to say it, but I think they're they're throwing the Foles thing they, out there. Even if they draft, even if they sign Foles, they can. Still I think draft Haskin, Haskin is still like their. their Apparently, their they one. love Haskins too. I'd love him too. Yeah, he's great. He's slow. On brand, you know, Byron Leftwich. Our black quarterbacks aren't the fastest. Quinn Gray, Garrard. My dad doesn't like uh, Haskins, and I'm like, Dad, it's just the black quarterback wearing number seven that's got you tripped up, man. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, last time we had that, we No, playoff, it's, so. um, I'm talking more like he's got Byron Leftwich in his uh, brain, like okay. number he, seven That little freeze frame of him doing like that, though, did have a little Byron-esque-ness to it. He had, he, a lot of, he had a lot of swag. I'm not going to lie. I, he I has like a partner's here. You, you always got to support that. Very fair. All right, so that brings us to CD actually kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, Our second one, I have second-round pick over-under for what it takes to get Josh Rosen if the Cardinals do decide to trade him and pick Kyler Murray first overall. Under. So So you're saying – So you would say like a third-round pick? Third-round, yeah. So that would be over. 
Yeah, okay. Okay, now we're just talking semantics. But yeah. yeah. You you get the picture. I got you. You know why we're here. You think so, it's a game. So this is my thing. So what do you think? I'm thinking over. I think Arizona is going to ask for a first round or potentially trade with trade Wait, back so with somebody and basically use their for whatever. <laughs> oh my god. You know, math isn't our strong suit here. So I think they're it's not math. I think their go to is words. To, this is literally what we all went to school for. Is to is to trade back with somebody and it'll be their first round and and so they, yeah technically I'm, they've I'm already saying value Josh Rosen yeah, by they've, saying that they've shot themselves in the foot that they're gonna offer a third round pick for him see that's why I set the over under at, at a second round pick because I think that's what it'll ultimately end up being mm-hmm. I think uh, Redskins come in and be like hey here's bro, a second no you know who needs to do this deal Giants huh Giants? The Giants are one of them, and the Dolphins are the other team. You said Jags. One of the you? two of them. No. You said Giants. I would actually I would be mind. okay with I it. I would actually like the Jags trading trading the second, the round second pick. and taking. If you if anybody trade, but Metcalf, because like freaking it's seven. Metcalf's I, gonna be a bust. I'm calling it right now. I don't Anyways. think it'd be a bust, but like you know, no, we need other bust. things. We don't need freaking. And if you're gonna reach, we don't need go wide for somebody else who can only run two routes. We already have DJ Chark. That's literally all he can do is run go routes. Baby Chark, do 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 do. Baby Chark, do 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 do. Baby Chark. Somebody has to do that. Edit. But I mean, like, why not? If you're the Jags or the yeah. like, any quarterback. Need, this guy went in the top ten last year. Like he's and he good. had literally like. He had the worst team in the league yeah. around him. Literally, they are picking first overall. Facts. That's why I'm saying I think someone will reach and will give up a first round pick. It could be they New. Should. It could be New England. New England should definitely. Well, those teams that have, have older quarterbacks should definitely do it. Steelers. I. Patriots, that's why I'm saying I can Saints, see this happening. Yeah. yeah, they should all do this. This is a no brainer. This is like one of those this things where you're like, oh my god, Belichick got freaking Josh Rosen for a third. Team, it's a thirty second pick. Yeah, like, any like, team what? that needs a quarterback should make this move, yeah. especially if it's anything less than a first round pick. And he's only. I think that they said like I, I was listening to a podcast. They're saying like his bonuses have already been paid. His final year would be three million dollars, which is like. Less and you still than have like him some backup for three seasons. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's a no brainer. It's not like he's freaking. Who's bad? Like freaking Kirk Blake Bortles sitting out there. Like no, like this is a good quarterback, solid quarterback with a bad year. And how because are you gonna, how didn't are you have gonna judge talent. him off of last season? Like that's yeah, just, no. Most rookies, you can't, golf was awful his first year. Yeah, like golf wasn't and good. I would argue Mitchell that Rosen's situation was, was worse than golf's was. Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. And think about this. Rosen has got went through three off four offensive coordinators in college, and he went through two last year in just his rookie year alone. If he just gets to an organization where he can have some consistency, yeah, and he started clicking with Christian Kirk really well down the stretch. Yeah, which is a shame because now they're going to be on different teams. But <laughs> but Kyler to Christian Kirk is also kind of cool. They played together at Texas A and M. That's why I kind of slick like low key. I want them to this get. to happen because I feel like I'd like to see Kyler with Cliff Kingsbury. And I'd like to see Josh Rosen somewhere other than Arizona. I think Kyler's uh, done a done deal there. They were, yeah, like, wait, five, they were like, wait, he's 5'10"? Wait, where, like, where, oh, I mean, that 10 instead of the 9? They were like, they were like that he's solidified five, him. They were like, he's 5'10"? Do you really think, so like... I think those inches matter. No, I, I mean, too. no, I, I agree. That inch changes literally everything. All right. Um, staying with the draft, let's go to um, over-under. I have 10 defensive linemen getting selected in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, last year, there was five selected in the first round, but there's 15 defensive linemen in Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects on NFL.com. So 10 out of the 32 picks being defensive linemen. Chris, are you going to go over or under? I'm going to go under only because 15 is almost half the team's you know, 32 teams pick. I said 10, in, though. Oh, 10? I'm sorry. I thought, I thought it was I said 15. there was 15 of the top 50 prospects are de- defensive um, according to NFL.com. I see it in that 10 to 15 range, so I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, it's such... Everyone is saying this is the most loaded defensive line class of the last, like, 20 years. I would say probably at least 5 to 6 go in the top 10. Oh, so for sure. right there, and then now you've got 12 picks after, or 22 picks after that to and go. you only need to get... Four five more? more? Yeah. yeah. Five, four to five more. Yeah. I say slightly under only because. You're going with eight or nine? Yeah, only because okay. if there's that many, the demand for it is going to go down. And maybe but people economic. are. And but that many elite like, ones. Yeah, no, you can say, you can you think about it, how much uh, the draft you reshuffle to get the guy you want. You trade down, trade back, you play around with it based on how much is there. And maybe teams are counting on, since there's so many good defensive linemen, maybe they're like, we can wait mm-hmm. on it on the first round and get somebody. Exactly. As soon as you get the word, the value in the you get the word that, hey, so this team, Raiders are taking this, or 
you know, another team's going to trade back and they're taking this, then you can kind of say, okay, I know that if this is a high crop of players here, I can get this guy a little bit later in the back end or I can trade down. Like, I think it's going to be slightly under just because of that. Like, nobody's going to be like, hey, let's just first 20 picks, 15 of them, Mm -hmm. defensive linemen. Right. All right. So, that was a good discussion. Let's move on um, to something that made pretty big news during the combine but was not draft-related at all. And that was Jason Witten re- announcing his unretirement to come back to the Dallas Cowboys. Steve after- Smith had that heat, boy. Yo, yeah, Steve Smith was hilarious. What did he say? Um, I'm actually good at this job. So yeah. I'm actually good on TV. Yeah. I was like, oh, boy. So we got, um, obviously, this is kind of a joke, but also kind of serious. Over under 69 receptions nice. this season for Jason Witten. Um for context, he had 73, 64, 77, 69, and 63 nice. catches in his last five seasons. Under. Under. I'm mashing the shit out of the under. under. I'm probably, I'm guessing probably around 40. I don't think he'll be a very They're big. They're paying him $5 million. Keep I, that in mind. I don't think he's going to be a very big part of the offense. Yeah, They're under. paying him $5 million to not be a big part of the offense. Uh, yeah, well, between that, get, tight between getting injured me, because can he's. Can you name me who played tight end for the, for the Cowboys this year? No. Exactly. But do you think well, who else is the ball Jason Witten going in there immediately? Like, what number? What rank tight end you would you put imagine, in the NFL right now? I mean, is he even? He's got to be a top one of the. Tight is he? He's getting paid like one. There aren't, I'm not there, aren't there aren't twenty good tight ends in the NFL. There weren't twenty good tight ends last year. The yeah. tight end crap is really weak. I feel like it's like there's like eight really good tight ends. And Who's the Jags? No, there's four good. We barely t- had one. There's last year. four very good tight ends, and then there's a big drop. So, would you be okay Hill, with Ebron? Gronk. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Kelsey. No, no, no. Ebron? Kelsey. Ertz. Um, Ebron. Howard before he got Hiddle? injured. OJ Howard before he got injured. OJ Howard's really good. They weren't elite, though. OJ was good. He's and on that Jack next tier. His first year, and he got injured halfway through. He was on that next tier, and he wasn't even getting used like he needed to be He used. also was getting thrown game. between. Yeah, I think he has the potential, but I'm talking about last year, where I saw yeah, last fine. year. Okay. Ebron broke, like, tight end records. Kittle broke the yards records. Kelsey also broke the yards record. No, he broke the receptions record. No, they broke the yards record. They both went over 1,300. Oh, really? Both of them. Both Kittle and Kelsey went over 1,300 yards. And... Those four Rudolph? to me. I'm just trying to. No, Rudolph, like, Rudolph, Rudolph sucked last year. He was awful. I had him on my fantasy team yeah. for a large portion. I'm basing of this mostly off of who I had on my fantasy. Of course team. you are. Did you you had Kittle, didn't you? I had Kittle. Of course. Yeah, I had Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, I, Kittle. I had um, Kelsey too. You traded and you traded for and traded Kittle like four I combined times. I got last like time. so many assets. You and Jeff like just kept trading Kittle Basically, back and forth. It was you weird. sleep on Kittle. I was like, all right, we'll just keep flipping it until you want to give it to me. All right, so that's one acquisition that happened this offseason. Let's move on to another. Uh, we'll start with one of the Steelers guys. This is over under $12 million a year for Le'Veon Bell's next contract. Um, the closest running ba- – so right now there's only two other running backs making over $12 million a season. It's uh, Todd Gurley, who's making $14.5 million and also now has arthritic knees, which is not great for a uh, running back. And David Johnson makes $13 million a season. Uh, and no other running back makes more than 12, but the next closest is $8.25 million with Devontae Freeman in Atlanta. Uh, this is tough. I think I'm going to go over, but I think the years will be a like lot less years, than what you think because I think years. teams are less willing to take a gamble on him because of what happened in Pittsburgh. So I could see something like a two-year... You know, I just don't close think to thirty million dollar deal. I, think, I, think I just they, don't think there's a market for him, especially with teams that have cap space. Because think about it, I don't think the, the Colts have like a hundred million dollars in cap space, and so do the Jets. And it doesn't feel like either of those teams are actually going to sign him. I would love him on the Colts. I though. think gonna, it's not happening because Marlon Mack came on very strong at the end of the season, and they want to spend their like Chris Ballard is a very good GM. He's not going to spend twelve million dollars a year on a running back. My thing is, I just don't think teams value running backs that much, where they can give a guy who took off a full season, yeah. twelve million dollars a season, and then like, and you, then you're just guessing what you're getting at that point. You know what I mean? So what if you're? I mean, you're basically seeing the only way that's going to happen. Is I just don't think there's a, a market for him. If a star price. goes down, if Gurley goes down, yeah, then somebody might do. You it. know, then you're gonna, and then do you still think he's worth more uh, than twelve million dollars? You don't pay him. You, you you still don't pay him. I think what happens is it's under mostly because. 
of everything he it's said. The mark, but then they're right? gonna language. They're gonna put some. If they do anything, they're gonna backload his contract with mm-hmm. like the money that he could and then make. They can release him exactly. So that they, they and they're gonna put language in there that's like, hey, like you know, hey, you have to get this instead of like you promo met, right? over this. You have to play X amount of games. Put on a lot of weight, so there'll probably be like they're weight gonna, they're gonna barriers really, and they're gonna language that thing up, and then they'll give him what he wants, but he won't get it. That's 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 how that's the NFL, NFL in a nutshell. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so that, I mean that that's pretty understandable. Let's move on to his ex Steelers teammate Antonio Brown. We have over I, under. Can 1, I say 000, that Yeah, go ahead. I've changed my tune about Antonio him. Brown. I was going a little bit negative, but I as much as he's a diva, and as much as I think that he had a lot to do with what you know, I think he lost his mind. Dude. I do too. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know where you're that. going with this, but I think I, he's absolutely I, no, 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 fucking no, no, no. shot himself in the feet. I see. I see some of his points. You, you gotta so look what's his no, point? No, I agree. I agree. There's so for those that aren't aware, that that so for those that no, no, aren't no, aware, I'm looking at it from a broader perspective, bigger than where he is, bigger than the Pittsburgh bigger deal Pittsburgh. that he has. Just what we talked about when we talk about devaluing certain guys. The fact of the matter is this: you got to look at um, the fact that he's a black athlete who plays a skills position, right? In a league that profits primarily off of, you know. The quarterback gets the you know all of the claim. The quarterback gets the you know in mostly endorsements, things like that. They're a little bit more secure in this position, and he's coming from a space of I think I see the side of you know they're devaluing me or they can do whatever they want and put a price tag on me off of something that I do. But when somebody else does it, it's not gener- it's not treated equally. It's hey, can we pay you your bonus later or? Hey, can you do this later? Or now I'm gonna try to do this whole relationship with you, you know, towards the end. He was talking about, about how the you. owner didn't know his son's name. Yeah, they, or he was talking because he's coming from how a Ben's only like, been to his house one time. Uh, and that's a lot of that's a lot of these black athletes, these guys who were seventh or sixth round picks that fought there with the underdog that became the superstar, and they've been that, that all they know is grind, the Jimmy Butler idea, you know. And now you're at the peak. Those guys think in survival mode. So, yeah, you may not agree with, like, how he does it. And I'm not saying he's doing everything right, but there is a lot of truth to where he's coming from because they do devalue. And you have – there are those situations, and we've seen it, where you have that kind of, like, slave mentality yeah. where it's like, all right, like, you know, that's no big deal. You know, whatever. Get out of here. And so he was saying he's coming from a standpoint of, like, you know, I'm worth something. I'm worth more than what you're putting on. And I don't think it's just football. I think he it's didn't like the way he was being treated as a person. It's literally the value of the person. Which I think speaks more to, about Ben Roethlisberger being a very shitty person. I think it, Well, that's I think something we does. all can agree I on. I think it does. It's like he doesn't get any... It's amazing that he's not getting any real flame from... You don't You don't see Ben... Nobody like, ever roasts Ben Nobody is flaming Ben Roethlisberger. No. Like, he's legit... A, and even Jimmy does it. Even Jimmy will roast Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I feel like Jimmy is yeah. one of the few Steelers... I've seen where he's like, this is mostly Ben's fault. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, you know, he always says, don't make me defend Ben Roethlisberger because he right. doesn't want to because he knows that Ben has a big part in this whole situation. He's with the, he's the face. And, yeah. He's a face. I think right. I agree with your point. I just think he's going about it the, uh, the wrong way. I think and he's, he's taking it a little too some, far. Also, let me throw this in here, too. He, and, and I, I think about this too, a lot because I was raised a certain way. So, like, you know, whether it be, like, how I talk. I, I grew up different. My mom and my dad used to make me say Bill Clinton, like, enunciate all my vows. You know, I went to, I was in school. What's that shit they call, they tell um, black newscasters to do? Um, um, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it was something in, like, the 80s or 90s. I learned about it in one of the classes we took. It was just a way to make black newscasters sound more white when they were on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's code switching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach but, like, that idea, like, you know, to be able to frame things you want to say a certain way so that it can be expressed respectfully, whatever, whatever, right? I'm, I come from – I come from different – Antonio Brown don't come from that. Yeah, he's from yeah. Liberty City. He come from Liberty City. Yeah. There's literally a Grand Theft Auto game based You got to think about – you got to – so, you, I think <laughs> there's a thing where, like, I, and I've seen this often. It's like when you're in a debate with somebody or you, you're in some type of thing, like, it's not so much about winning an argument or something like that, but coming to an understanding. And I think you have to come to an understanding with Antonio Brown. Like, he comes from a different background entirely. He's not going to do everything right. He's not going to be up to code. I'm not saying that's right or wrong or whatever, but he didn't have the same guidance to say, like, all right, this is the private way to do this, and this is how we should conduct it. But he's coming. I think, honestly, I honestly believe that there are parts of it that's coming from a right place. Yeah, of like, no, hey, I, like, oh, I value think, me better than what I'm being valued at. We don't disagree with you on that. And yeah. I think... 
it's just being it's just being like uh, framed in a way that can be kind of that could become dangerous down the line as far as like what line you're kind of threading just looking at the demographics of the nfl right. what it's primarily made of yeah. all right let's let's um let's get back to the topic here over under we i have it set at 1100 receiving yards next year for antonio brown without ben roethlisberger next year assuming he gets traded right um just for some context before you answer he's averaged 1380 yards in his eight seasons as a starter and he has never had a season under 1,200 yards when he's played a full year. Um, and last year he had 1,297 yards in 15 games. So over under 1,100 yards. Over. I'm going over as well. I think whatever team he ends up on, if he ends up on a team, he's uh, immediately the, the number one receiver. <laughs> <laughs> immediately the number one receiver. And we'll, we'll pull in more than 1,100 yards. I you think see, it's a game? I could see Le'Veon on the Bucks, though. When he originally had the problems mid last season, that was always rumored. And Arians is definitely a type of guy that is going to bring. Well, somebody didn't Arians in. coach him when he was in Pittsburgh? Wasn't he the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. during? Bell's? He's got a history with Antonio Brown too, but he went out and said, "I think so he." Well, they don't have the assets to trade for Brown. I feel like they don't have the cap space either. They have no cap space right now, especially with them signing Donovan well, Smith. Well, they, the they can they can cut some people to get the Deshaun. salary to. Well, Deshaun Jackson's going to walk. They could cut Cameron Bray. They could cut um, what's the uh, Quan Alexander? No, 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 no. The other guy. Um, what position? Oh, geez, he plays defensive line. McCoy. Gerald McCoy. No, not Gerald. Oh, I was McCoy. about to say. No, they're bringing back. They have to bring back. Not Gerald JPP. McCoy. Not J- JPP was one of them, and then Golson. William Golson. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I they figured. could cut Golson, Bray, and JPP, and have enough money to sign. I assume Bray's gone. Deshaun Jackson's gone, and I don't think JPP's gone. Freaking. All the meat off the bone. What are you talking about, McCoy? No, I'm just talking about the Bucks. Like, oh, the but they have to. Those are three they players need that are not contributing they, very much for them anyway. And if you cut Cameron Bray, then you're giving OJ Howard more playing time, which he deserves. But people right. don't, you know, think in these. Uh, right, games. right. But anyways, um, so it's it feels like to me, especially with the timeline that's been set, like they're saying the Brown deal will get done by Friday. It feels like he's gonna be on the Raiders. Bro, he's going to the Lions, bro. You've heard he's gonna be signed by I Friday. Well, he's gonna be traded by. He's Friday. going to the Lions. That's what the. He's not going to the. What did the Lions have to offer? Huh? No, I'm just saying it's like a Lions thing to do. Oh no, he's not. You know how we like. He's gonna end up receivers. on the Raiders. I think he's gonna end up on the Raiders. Ugh. I can one see of it. those later. But that's the freaking graveyard picks. for receivers, though. Like it's traditionally, like <laughs> the Jerry Rice. Wasn't he rumored to the Niners for the longest time? They said they 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 haven't. They don't want him. Contacted them yet? Damn. And the Cardinals and Jets were both rumored, but they're both out now. It sounds like. I hope he doesn't go play for New York. I want him to go to the 49ers. I want him to go bro. to Cleveland. That would be nasty. Mm. I don't think they're ready for I think I, I heard Cleveland might be trying to snag OBJ off the Giants if he becomes available. <sighs> if they had... Remember for that like three day, like two-day stretch where we thought Jags were like, in play? Getting OBJ? You're yeah. like, oh, shoot! We saw him with Leonard Fournette. We were like, oh, shoot, OBJ! Didn't happen. All right, let's move on. Um, I think We've only got two more, so we'll run through these really quick. Since we just mentioned Cleveland, over under nine wins for the Cleveland Browns next season. Over. They had seven wins and a tie last year. Over. This season they have two two games against the Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, uh, with games against the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Broncos, and Titans on the schedule as well. They're going to win the division and go over. 11, 11 games. 11 I, think they're, I think they're going over as well. I'm counting nine I'm going to go over and just say 10. I see they can squeak out a win. So against. we're all saying Browns to the playoffs next season. Yeah. You think it's I, I definitely think that's So you're saying they're going to win the division. Do you think they'll win the division, Chris? No. Yes. Who do you think wins the division otherwise? Baltimore? Nah, bro. They're going to have that vengeance on the mind. They're going to be like, all right. We saw Lamar Jackson look like cheeks. I'm at the interested end of the game. to see what Baker can do in a full season. I'm really interested, especially with a full off season. All right. And then finally, for the NFL, and then we'll move on. Over under two games until Meech gives up on the Jaguars this season. I'm mashing the under because I think you've already given up on it. I've already given up. <laughs> it was a trick question. It's an under. Jags are rumored to be signing Nick Foles. Meech, son of a bitch. I think they're going to be better than How many Nick Foles-related tweets will I send out this year? You've already sent out at least I think, I think they're 50. Gonna be, I think they're going to be good. With Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. I think they're going to be good. I think you're what, way too record. negative on Give me a record. When I say good compared to what they did last year, I think they win. I think they win nine, nine and seven. Games. Nine and seven. 
I think you're way too negative. When Nick about Foles are winning six games, this is the point. Yeesh. This, but this is Nick my Foles point. Sucks, dude. This is my point. This is my point. I think that when Bortles, after they went, sorry, three and one, what you saw those first four games was the defense was locked in. They had a identity. Then you had Fournette going the in and out. Defense is going to be worse next year, though. But the point is, though, is that they lost themselves and the defense didn't even try. I felt that they lost. They were like just not all there. I think a locked in team. Can still win nine games in that division. As tough as it's gonna be, I think that the Titans are gonna be bad next year. Marcus Mariota sucks. Oh, he does suck. That's another team who could go for a quarterback, but you know they won't. They're still they're not. They're one like through thirty two. Where do you rank Nick Foles? In starting quarter, he's like twenty five, maybe. Nah, <sighs> fucking a man, you really he are sucks, hard bro. on him. Historically, and especially put it in context of what he's going to have on offense. In terms of weapons and offensive is, line on the Jaguars. Who is like the most average? Who's 16? Andy Dalton is the most average quarterback in the league. So I would have him at like 22, 23. Okay, so what's the difference? Well, I mean, that was pretty close to what he said. a couple spaces. Okay. You're talking about like he's in the bottom seven tier of the, of the NFL. Like he ain't there. He's not, a st- like, he's not a starting quarterback on a above average NFL team. He still had. I, I know you're going to hate this, but he still was MVP of the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer. Um, who else? Let's name Brad some. Johnson. Brad Johnson. Rich saying Gannon. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Were they Super Bowl MVP? No, I'm saying, saying he's a Super Bowl MVP to me doesn't mean anything. What dude. it says to me is this: is it is this, it's something that adds to the resume? But it's a different it's a different offense he's going to be in with the Jaguars. But we don't know the what? system is going to be similar, but we don't. Have, I understand. We don't, have the, we don't have the receivers. I understand the, that. The, they, we don't have the offensive line. I understand that. that. I understand that. It's it's not the same. Team. I understand that, but the fact is, the fact of the matter is, it's a different system. We don't know. We, you can all you, all we can do is theorize. There's no to just be like, hey, you're just gonna be trash just from jump. It's what has he totally shown? What has he shown as a quarterback outside of Philadelphia? I'm not supporting. I'm not supporting him from there. I'm not supporting. That's all I'm, I'm saying. just saying that you. This is what we have. How? What percent upgrade do you think he is over Blake Bortles? How much percentage points better do you think Nick? I don't. Is I don't Bortles? necessarily look at it as a quarterback thing. Like I've said. I've said I want. So it's just change for the sake of change. I, I say think, over fifty to answer your question. Over fifty percent better than Blake Bortles. Yes. You are. I don't see. All, I don't see all that. Blake think, Bortles is terrible. I will give you. Seven to ten percent, maybe. They are the almost the exact. So same basically, let's. I mean, we'll use they're baseball. They're almost ter- the exact same. And Blake at least offers you a rushing threat. Nick Nick Foles, that offensive line is terrible, bro. You saw it. That team's that offense that is. Got, hold on, but look, 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 look. I, I think know. I think you guys. I think most people who do the whole like Jack slander thing, like. I'm not slandering the Jags. Under- I'm just being real. You understand? You, you, no, no. You undersell turnaround. I don't care. It, it, who was who hold was on, one? Hold of, on, hold on, hold on. Who was one of the only people last season that said, "If we stick with Blake Bortles, we are not going to be the team that we think we are." Last Everybody, season. I said it. I said, "Why are we giving them an extension?" I said that. I think we've you been hating on Blake. I, like, there remember, was, there remember, was only like we ten in of the us. parking lot. We were in the parking lot talking about uh, the quarterback crowd. Remember, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. Tyrod was out there. We were like, yo, Tyrod could probably be. Okay, but we said. To be honest, you, me, John Shipley, and like 12 other people were the only people talking about it. After the playoffs, everybody was like, you know, do that. No, like, we want no more of Bortles. I agree. I agree that I don't want Foles either. And now we're giving Foles 20 million a year. I don't. don't, Listen, don't get me wrong. I am totally off on the thing. I'm just trying to sell the point that, hey, you think they can still win nine games? Get something. My thing is, this. if they don't take a quarterback in, the, in this draft, let's just say in they're going to have to take one. But it's if they, not if be, they don't take one, then I'm like, all right, I can see that. You will get my wrath, okay? I don't care if they paid him forty million dollars, but we get freaking Haskins. I'll be like, all right, we have something. I don't. I, well, like, there's no way they draft. Ha- correct, correct. They don't draft Haskins but if, if, if they sign Foles. I'm, 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 I don't they can do both. They won't. They can do both. Money. I put everything right, on it. There's no way they draft Haskins if they, they actually Haskins. sign Foles. Hey, they can't. Haskins is available. They'll definitely take him. At yeah, they're seven. definitely gonna take him. I don't. I can 100%. see him taking an offensive line. They love Haskins from everything. I've, okay, let's move on because we gotta end the show. We're already <laughs> over an hour and we still have. <laughs> Dang, are you serious? Yeah. We gotta we gotta save the over the rest of them. I guess for another episode. Yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna run through them real let's quick. Let's do Just it. Rapid fire. Ready? <laughs> NBA. Here we go. CD over under three seasons. Markel Fultz will be on the Orlando Magic as an actual rotation player. Does not include this season. Over. Under. You really don't believe in him, huh? Nope. Boy, you sleep, bro. I have no faith. Oh, All right. Eat them, boys. Foles is going to average 
Fultz. 15. 22.75. I hope you're right. I pray to God you're right, but I don't. He's good, dude. He's good, bro. Okay. All right, bro. So I do think it's good that they're sitting in the rest of the season and not letting him play. Yeah, exactly. All right. Over under five games, the number of games the Warriors will lose in the playoffs this season. For context, total. Over. Okay. So for context, just let me get this out. They lost five games in 2015, lost nine games in 2016 when they lost the finals. Lost one game in the playoffs in 2017 and lost five in 2018. CD says over. What do you got? I'll go over, but maybe only like six or seven. It won't be anything like nine. I have them at about nine. Do you think they win the finals still? That's that's three series they play in? Am I right? They would play in, yeah, three. Three, so they got to win at least 12 games. So we'll see. Hmm. All right. All right, uh, over under 10 combined all-star appearances for Luka Doncic and Trey Young and their cumulative NBA players. Over, well over. I go over because freaking I think Doncic himself can get almost 10. Yeah, that's what, so that was my thing. I wasn't sure. They like, might get 10 each. That's what I was. So I was going to put it I was gonna put it at 17. I'm Trey Gang all the way. I knew you would be after I'm you saw him in person. So if I put Trey it at game. 17, would you still take the over? Yeah. I can see 10 and 7. Doncic so get 10 so and, and Trey Young get 7 or something like that. So that's Wait, why, kinda, got, why Trey got to have 7? I'm all about the Luka train, so. I, I think I'm I'm all aboard on both these guys. They're the two. They were the two best players in this draft. Oh yeah. You think Aiton's kind of showing? Wait until wait. Watch we come back five years in this draft class to be like the best of like. Yeah, it's, it think looks about good. Everybody in it. Bagley. Bagley looked good. Michael Porter's not even played yet. Over here windmilling and stuff. Yeah, have you been seeing the videos? Shakeus Alexander, Lonnie Walker, like some of the like. This was a good guys. draft. It they was got, a good draft. This draft was. Dude, How many yeah. years in a row have we been saying about the NBA draft, dude? The NBA is... I mean, the talent pool yeah, has the, gotten it's, better. It's, crazy. Than it's, ever, it's better than it's ever been. This year's draft feels weak, though. It's top-heavy. Yeah. Shout out to We know the three guys. Or four guys. John Morant. John Morant looks good. Yeah. All right. And then finally, over under... Oh, no, wait. We got two more here. Over under two rings for Giannis in his NBA career. I'm going over because I under. think he gets traded. Under. You think he gets traded? And he'll get traded in, or at least make a... A uh, super team. To the Pistons? That's a bet. I agree with that. Then I say over it. So, yeah. wait. Why are you under? Do you think he at least gets one? Um. Yeah. He's, he's foreign, sure. bro. Foreign guys don't win multiple championships unless you're with the Spurs. Shout out to Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he wins more than two with Milwaukee. I'll okay. say that. I'll preface that. And then over under 10 years uh, until one of our three teams, the Nuggets, the Pistons, or the Magic, wins an NBA Finals. <sighs> under. Really? Under. Which of those three teams do you think is set up? If I say under, it's place? Denver. It's Denver if it's I under. I don't think so. I don't it think ain't so. the fucking magic. You never know. I think it's every... <laughs> Fultz comes back. Jesus, chill. Every... Obama, Fultz, <laughs> the new Shaq and Penny. Aaron Gordon. Just about every 15 years, the Pistons make a run. That's true. 90, 04... Ours is if they can get rid of Drummond like and right, Jackson... It's like right if around... Get, if they could get rid of Drummond and Jackson and kind of start building a team around just Blake... Can I say the Drummond like best? You are like, the biggest Andre Drummond apologist of all so time. T- One day I want to rip his head off. Other days I'm like, bro, this dude's so freaking dominant. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah. Jameis. Yeah. Like yeah. Better than Jameis. Yeah, chill. Yeah, way hairier. And he dated an iCarly girl. Uh, what was her name? Oh, uh, that's Farmer, right. Sam. Yeah, 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 Sam. What's up? All right. What's up? Let's scroll down MLB real quick. Let's knock these out. Over under eight. Playoff series, the Phillies will win with Bryce Harper over his 13-year contract. So that's eight playoff series over 13 years. Under. I'll go over. Under, because he's going to the Tigers. Are you going to count wild cards as playoff series? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, you mean like the wild card game where it's just the... No, no I won't even count that. count that. No. Okay. no. But you still think they could win it yeah. more than eight? Bryce and I think the Tigers they could win. I think they could be out. a legitimate playoff contender this season. Absolutely. The, the, the roster stack. Do, do you think this is a World Series caliber team? I don't know if it's World Series, NLCS. Yes. Okay. I, but, I mean, if you get there, anything can happen. Exactly. Which is why I'm saying. I okay. mean, I, like, people, I feel like cause just because like Harper is the most recent thing that happened with them, people are forgetting all the other moves they made. Real, Real Muto, McCutcheon. The best, center, best um, catcher in baseball. Yep. Hey, He's in the top three all, all argument. Like, nah, dude. Their roster is getting stacked, and they're only making it. I mean, better. they don't have a guy on their on their in their lineup that like is bad at hitting. Mm-mm. Like they got straight tanks up and down the lineup. Yep. No, I'm definitely mashing the over on that. Okay. Um, over under one MVP for Manny Machado in over ten years with the Padres. Under. 
Yeah, I'm under as well. Over. He's never finished over 12th, I don't think. He won't win one. Seven MVP. He's a hell of a fielder, but he won't win one. Seven MVP. I, I don't think his reputation will help him with that either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, over under $425 million for Mike Trout's next contract when he becomes a free agent. In $1 billion. Nah, under. under. 425 is a lot of fucking money, dude. Half a billion dollars on one guy. You don't think somebody will give him 425 No. Or 420 No. 420 You don't think he even gets 400 No. 375 wow. is realistic for me. What do you think that, like, you don't think we'll ever see a baseball player get more than 300 80 million dollars? I won't ever I won't never say never because it's just it grows never substantially every single I mean, year he'll be but a free agent until 2021. That's still 2 years and he'll be is he 26 now? He'll only be like 28, dude. 28. So then what are you going to do? Sign him to a 10-year deal? He's 38 at that point. He's Mike Trout. Mm. He's like um, the best baseball player of like the last He's the last years. best like 38-year-old that you were like I still was, got it. How old Jeter. was Jeter when he retired? I think he was pushing 40. But really, was he an elite shortstop at that time? He was still a Derek Jeter. Though. I mean, hey, I'm a big Jeter and Mike stand, Trout so. will still be Mike Trout when he's 38. I, you're talking 400. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to talk you into it. $400 million is a lot of fucking yeah, money. Yeah, but dude. I'm sure somebody can talk themselves into like, hey, if we sign him to the, the $425 million, sure, when he's 38, like 36, 37, 38, that's a bad contract. Okay, that's- Albert Pujols is making way more money than he should be right Awesome. Now. You just signed Mike Trout to $400 million. Congratulations, because you can't sign fucking shit for the next 10 years. You played yourself. All right. Let's move on. Over under 50% chances the Rays make the playoffs next season. I'm going over. Uh, me too. I was going to make it over under second place or finish in their division this year. I'll mash the under on that, but I think they're going to get the wild card. Okay. I think they'll make the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, and then over under second place in the NL East for the Braves next season. I've actually got the under. Do you really? I think the Nationals, Phillies, and Mets are and Tigers. all feel like... They're not in the NL East. God, CD. <laughs> um, I'm breaking your rules. I think they finished second. They I don't think all three of those teams are standing. better than the uh, than the Braves, but I feel like, like this I could see a, like this a lot of scenarios where two of them end up. I'm not really high on the Nats. I am really high on the Phillies. I think I see them finishing second. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in, in my mind, the most logical, like the most obvious scenario is Phillies first. Braves second, because with the like, with the, the next one being Braves first, Philly second. But I could see something like maybe there's some Always injuries. The, the Braves rotation really scares me. Yeah. Um, gang, gang. And I feel like there's three teams in the division with better pitching than us. Yep, 100%. So, um, Who? Washington? Well, you think New York is in there too? You don't think New York's rotation is better than ours? Uh, I mean, I love um, DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom, but... Everybody else, not a fan. Syndergaard is like the second best, and... He's questionable. And everybody else is made of glass. Yeah. Okay. I have no faith Fair in, enough. in anybody else on the Mets roster. All right. And then finally we have uh, CD. You can get in on this one. This is uh, up for grabs. This isn't baseball or <sighs> oh, I'm back. anything. <clears throat> Grab bag. Over under 20% chances that Chris repeats as fantasy football champion next season. Wait. Say it again. Over under 20% odds that Chris repeats as fantasy football champion oh, next season. Uh, under because I'm going to win. I'm mashing the fuck out of the under. I'm not fucking winning again. Are you kidding me? I never win back to back. There's no way. I only sandbagging it. I got enough good luck for one year in me, and it's about that eight year dry spell I'm about to go on. Dang, bro! I was this close to getting Patrick Mahomes in that freaking draft. He's gonna go stupid. He's he's probably gonna go first overall. Wow. Not if Nick is picking. Are we still doing two quarterbacks next year? If we do two quarterbacks, he goes first overall. If not, bro, change it, bro. Which, yeah, have you, have you decided on your rule change yet? Not yet, no. Not yet? No. Still, when do you, uh, like, is there like a deadline you have to tell us by? Uh, this is getting a little fucking ridiculous. I'll do it before the draft order is determined. All right. What do you guys think about that? I don't remember. Gonna, and we've not decided how we're going to determine draft order. No, I have. You guys didn't really comment on it. Did you not see it? I is he the play? No. What? We're having like a CPU smash tournament. So oh, everybody's we all can... just pick a random character mm. and whoever wins. Uh, I don't play Smash. No, no, no. You don't no, have no, to. No, it's a computer. We we all get assigned a random computer and we have to watch the computers fight and whoever's computer wins the tournament gets the first pick. Oh, and like the order that you go out is what you. So the first one to go out picks last. Second one out. Who's the most powerful Smash person? Well, you don't get. To it pick. don't matter because the CPU is just gonna. The CPU, yeah. You know, fuck all, shit up with Luigi. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. Dang, bro, that's that hurt. 
But I like. I think it would be fun. We all get together. We all get I fucking wasted. Though, like, if the first person matches up and then they lose, they get the last pick. Yeah. So like, I'm just gonna be like, I want to be matched up fit. So at least no, I we're gonna get straws pick. for that. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many people can play at one time in a smash tur- in, in an uh, arena? Four, uh, four. You could do eight. We could eight. just have a what, eight man brawl going. So well, that was kind of the plan. On. I thought I we it. could do 10, which is it. why I, I went it. with that. I got it. So I might have to figure Wait, out on. maybe hold some on. sort of seating. Hey, John. Can you do more than eight people, eight computers playing Smash at once? I've never, I've never tried it. Yeah, we've never tried it. If we can do it, we'll do 10 at once. We, if we not, I might have to try and do some sort of... Yeah. Two people who had the worst records, like they have to play their game like... They get last? They play last? Ooh! Who finished last? Miles and Paco? Yeah, I mean, Paco definitely finished in last. Place. Paco fucking sucks. I hate you, Paco. What's that? Can you do CPU Yeah, that's yeah. what, that's that's what, what we were going to do. Doing. Yeah. But we were thinking it would be funnier if we could just put 10 computers in one match and let them fight. On the smallest once. fucking map possible. Yeah, just put them on um, like uh, Final Destination. <laughs> no platforms. <laughs> All right. They're playing basketball, right? They're playing basketball. I'm not playing. Bro, I'm still sore from Monday. All right, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of the 3P Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you leave a rating and subscribe. All that kind of shit. Um, you guys have anything to add before we leave? You think it's a game? You think it's a game? Yeah, I love you guys. Shout out to uh, my guy, Jeopardy. Alex Trebek. Yeah. Whose name you couldn't pronounce earlier. All right, that's it. Relax. Peace.